0: about spooky shit
1: and goofy shit
0: and we're here with episode number one
1: episode uno
0: <laughs> that's kind of exciting it is i think we should probably try to add the perhaps maybe we'll see i don't know how... welcome Hi. it's first episode <laughs> that's pretty cool it is cool i think that we probably need to introduce ourselves for people who don't know us okay. which is probably a lot of people um, maybe because we're Hermits.
1: We are hermits. And we
0: don't do anything or see anybody or go anywhere. We're
1: literally um, laying on our we're couch. We're on
0: our couch right now. <laughs> <laughs> on our couch, in our house. If you hear um, like squeaking or like something weird in the background, it's probably our old ass couch. Um, every time we move, it makes a... Uh...
1: Yeah, if you hear like something that sounds like a fart, it's mm-hmm. not. It's just the couch.
0: No, it is probably a fart. And it it's probably <laughs> yours. Um... But anyway, uh, my name is Alicia.
1: My name is Gaston.
0: And I will be representing the more spooky side uh, things, uh, true crime, paranormal, supernatural, um, anything that's spooky. Um, I I'm i just love... goofy. Yeah, I mean, we're both kind of goofy, but I feel like you probably bring more of the goof portion. Probably. But you're also going to be bringing some spooky stuff sometimes, too, I think.
1: Yeah, I interject some spooky stuff. Okay. Got cool. some interesting things.
0: Um, and what we would like to do eventually, hopefully soon is to have some listener stories that we can share with everybody too. Um, so if you have a story that you would like to share, it could be about, uh, something true crime that happened to you or someone, you know, if you're comfortable sharing that, um, anything like ghost story, spooky stories, you know, anything you tell around a campfire in the middle of the woods, just kidding. Don't do that. Fresh air is for dead people. Um, yeah. That's what uh, Ash and Elena say on Morbid. I love it. I love them so much. They're like my spirit animals. Shout out. Shout out to Ash and Elena. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and um, you can send those stories to Spooks spooksandgoofspod at gmail.com. Make sure to notate if you would like us to change your names or if you want to be anonymous. Um, that way we don't share personal information unless you want us to
1: follow on insta
0: and follow on insta at spooks and goofs podcast and we will have these being posted on patreon um so we'll have different tiers that you guys can uh sign up for when you join our patreon and Gaston probably has no idea what i'm talking about i have no idea because he just tells me to be here
1: and talk about shit hey this was
0: actually mostly your idea i did have the idea too but you came to me and was like man we should start a podcast because we're kind of cool Yeah. yeah Totally and then I was fun. like, well, I was already kind of thinking that, so good on ya, mate. Good on ya, mate. Um, but Patreon is basically a, a site where they can sign up to subscribe, to listen to all of our episodes, but then on different tiers, there's like a $1 tier, a $5 tier, and a $10 tier, and they get cool. different uh, like perks with each
1: $10 anytime you so,
0: want. So yeah, $1 is just going to get you access, the general access, so you can actually listen to our episodes. Uh, $5 is going to get you regular access plus a bonus episode weekly. Ooh. Ooh. So I figured I can do those whenever you're not, uh, whenever you're working. I can uh, maybe do like a listener tale or do another like shorter, kind of not as involved spooky or uh, true crime maybe story just case. do
1: like a rambling... Episode where we just talk about random. But it's stuff.
0: gonna have to just be me probably unless you're off what? another because you're only off one day in the morning that I'm off without children around. Oh, so yeah, I guess. You know, we have children, we're parents. So gross. Yeah. Um but uh kidding, yeah, and then the ten dollar tier will get you those perks plus a monthly spooky sticker. Ooh. Yeah. I want a
1: spooky sister. A sister. spooky sister? <laughs> a spooky sister. I have <laughs> Mickey, a spooky where sister. you at <laughs> yeah. I have a spooky sister. <laughs>
0: Uh, Nikki just started following us, actually, so she's, like, ready. Oh, sweet. And Dom's been sending me uh, some case ideas also. Ooh. He said we need to talk about Iceland. He said everything in, in Iceland is spooky, so.
1: How do people talk in Iceland? I almost went, like, English again. Yeah. Oh, Iceland.
0: No, I don't think no. that's it. But anyway. um cool. So, if you're here listening on this first episode, Drop, we are posting this on Friday the 13th, because what better day... To start a podcast about spooky shit. Yeah, today is Friday
1: the 13th.
0: Yeah, Then to just post on Friday the 13th. I just thought it was Are we going to watch any Friday the 13th movies? I mean, we could watch Friday the 13th because... Right. This case that I have was actually the inspiration for the 1980 film of Friday the 13th. Oh, cool. So maybe we need to watch this one tonight. Pause. What?
1: You know how you have, like, the Mary Kill whatever kiss whatever game kiss marry kill sure whatever how about this fight run shit your pants freddie jason <laughs> and jeepers creepers
0: what were the options fight, fight run run or, run or shit your pants Or shit your pants <laughs> <laughs> and it was freddie freddie jason, jason and then the jeepers
1: creepers dude mm. which one you fighting mm. jeepers creepers dude you're going to fight that bitch? Yeah. That dude can fly.
0: But Freddy has them knives. I can't fight against knives.
1: Dude, oh I would I, I would definitely fight Jason.
0: Fight run?
1: Yeah, run from. Or or like no, you know what? I'm just
0: Okay, so then run from Jeepers Creepers.
1: Okay. Good luck
0: fight jason okay and shit my pants because for with for freddie because oh yeah there ain't no way nope especially because you're sleeping right so what the fuck are you gonna do to get away you can't
1: i know and then he like emily roses you out of your bed <laughs> and slices you up
0: yeah like, like you that's are what, unconscious that, that like, is, is a even... shit your pants situation right there if i 100%. ever heard one
1: totally great i i I don't even know if you could run from Jeepers Creepers. Like he wouldn't <sighs> catch you.
0: I don't know. That's a tough one. I think I would probably just shit my pants with all of them to be honest. What's your
1: favorite scary movie? Oh my like all time. You
0: know I can't even pick one. All
1: time favorite scary movie go right in your head.
0: Uh probably I can't pick one, but it's the whole um series with like Ed and Lorraine Warren. Like anything oh. that that yeah. crap. Anything that involves them investigating like that whole um, like Annabelle series right. with like all that stuff. Like I love those.
1: That is pretty Because true. I
0: actually like the, the true story aspect behind it. The fact that they were like real investigators yeah. and.
1: Yeah. You like that because it's true. I don't like it because, because it's, it's true. true. Right. Yeah. I'm like the biggest vagine when it comes to scary Sight movies. Side note,
0: if you hear our extremely loud AC in the background I apologize ahead of time. Yeah. Because it just came on and it's like really loud. So it's probably going to...
1: I'm the biggest vagine when it comes to scary movies. Yeah,
0: you are. You are. So I don't even know why I married you. Are you ready to kick off this Yeah, what's
1: the spook? <laughs> so... What's the spook today? Sorry, okay. we kind of ranted.
0: Yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. Um, So the case that inspired the 1980 film Friday the 13th is the case about the Lake Bottom murders. Um, I went back and forth between Bottom and Bodom because it's B-O-D-O-M. But I'm pretty sure it's bottom. Like bottom, but bottom. So hmm. uh this is Do you in... need a bowman. <laughs> this is in Finland. Ooh, Finland. Um, and still to this day is unsolved. Oh, cool. And this happened on Saturday, June 4th, 1960. Well, that's when the story starts. Saturday, June 4th, 1960. Four teenagers headed to the shore of Lake Bottom near the city of Espoo, mm. which is 22 kilometers from the capital, Helsinki, to go camping.
1: First of all, did you practice these names? Of- um,
0: So these upcoming names? <laughs> kind of, yeah, because you're going to see why. Okay. Four teens. Okay. There was Myla Bjorklund. Okay. Anja Maki. Mm-hmm. And they were both 15. And I don't know if it's Anja or Anya. A-N-J-A. So I could be pronouncing it wrong. Anja,
1: maybe it is a soft J like jogging.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Anja Maki. They were fifteen, um, and then their eighteen-year-old boyfriends Seppo Boysman and Niels Gustafsson. Gustafsson. Gustafson. Gustafsson. Gustafsson. Uh, were with them, and Mila and Niels were a couple, and Anja and Seppo were a couple. Mm. They arrived at the shore, rested their motorcycles against some nearby trees, and set up their tent along a small slope. Oh, romantic. So cute. So romantic. Not for long. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <Whoa. These laughs> the exact timeline is unknown, but both couples went to bed around 10 p.m. on June 4th. Sometime between 4 and 6 a.m. on the morning of Sunday, June 5th, 1960, all four teens were brutally attacked. Mila, Anja, and Seppa were all stabbed and bludgeoned to death. Jeez. Niels had also been attacked, but luckily survived with a concussion, extensive, extensive facial fractures, and bruises.
1: Sounds like some Freddy stuff.
0: I mean, kind of, uh, but not really. One wound was a stab to the forehead. The assailant was believed to have used a knife and another blunt instrument that they think may have been a rock, uh, but no weapons were ever found. Hmm. So the scene, uh, the tent was found completely slashed and torn, covered in blood. Mills and Milo were found on top of the tent, and Seppo and Anja were found inside the tent. They were found at about 11 a.m. by a man, reportedly a carpenter, named Risto Siren, who had been swimming in the lake, uh, lake bottom nearby.
1: But hold on a second. Two were on top of the tent, and two were in the tent? Yes. What kind of tent is this? I would think bodies on top of tents, they would have collapsed the tent.
0: But the, the tent was already slashed and torn up from being, like, involved in this attack.
1: Right, so how... So,
0: like, two of them just ended up on top of, a, like, a portion of the tent, oh, and the other ones oh, were still uh, I inside. I thought this
1: tent was still standing.
0: No, it, no, and I have, oh, I don't think I have a picture of the tent, but basically it was, like, part of it was collapsed. I think maybe a corner of it was still lifted at least a little bit, like...
1: See, I'm thinking of, like... The...
0: You're, it's, like, one of those, like, triangular tents. Uh... So, because it's 1960, so it's not, like, one of those, like, super fancy nylon had like one of whatever. Those cool circus tents no it was a regular like pitched triangular tent mm. um so not a lean to no he alerted police uh who arrived at the scene at 12 p.m so it took them an hour to get there because they were like deep in the forest which sucks uh they also learned that around 6 a.m a group of boys who were out bird watching saw the collapsed tent in the distance and also witnessed a blond man walking blonde man walking away from the site They were all inside the tent uh, before the attack. They were all inside the tent while the killer stabbed and attacked them from outside the tent, which is, like, fucked up when you think about it. Like, they're sitting there sleeping in the middle of the night, and then all of a sudden they just start getting attacked from somebody outside of a tent. They don't even know. I mean,
1: bears do that.
0: This, this was not a bear. I understand that. I'm <laughs> just saying this was not a bear. Um, I think that would have been an easy open and shut case at that point. Maybe it was
1: like some homeless dude and they and he and they like slept on his spa.
0: We're gonna get there, don't worry. Oh god. Uh I have a whole this is told you. this is a very involved case. Mm. Um but yeah, the fact that they were just sleeping inside the tent to be woken up by a vicious act attack from outside is just ugh. Uh, several items were missing from the scene including the keys to the teenagers motorcycles but the motorcycles themselves had not been taken only the keys
1: hmm.
0: uh, Gustafson's shoes were also missing so that's Nils um, though they were later found about 500 meters or about a half mile away from the tent along with parts of his clothing and that's the one that um, one of the ones that was on top of the tent oh. Mila's um, attack was the what most kind brutal of shoes were
1: they? I mean it's 1960 I don't she-
0: know I don't know what kind of shoes they were. Hmm. I don't know. I'm sorry. That's one detail I do not know. Uh, Myla, which is Nils' girlfriend. Wondering. I was um, wondering if he had some veins
1: or like high-top dunks or something. Shut
0: up. <laughs> her attack was the most brutal of the group. She was naked from the waist down and lying next to Nils. Jeez. She received the most stab wounds, many of them occurring post-mortem, which suggests that her attack could have been more personal than the others.
1: Post-mortem?
0: Yeah, like overkill.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It, like, dude came back to it.
0: No, not necessarily, meaning like she died, but instead of just them stopping, like they just kept going. Like- I
1: get that. How, so, many, how many total stab wounds did she have?
0: Um, I don't know if I have that in here. I can't remember. I can't remember. I might have to wait a little bit and if we don't get that information in okay. my notes, I will look that up, but I am not exactly sure. Um, aside from the shoes and the clothes found, there were no other evidence. Uh, no, there wasn't no other evidence found in the area, um, but that very well could have been because of the shit storm that was this crime scene. Oh, they were extremely careless with the scene. They apparently apparently failed failed to take any official recordings of their findings. The police, I I uh, they didn't close off the area. Rockies. I was listening to the episode. of... Let me
1: guess. There was no crime scene log either.
0: <laughs> That's what they're saying. Yeah, of that there were no that they didn't record any of the findings. So there was oh, nothing. Oh my gosh. They just were like, hey, this is a crime scene. I Welcome. Did so much trouble. But I was listening to the the episode of Morbid on this case. Um, And in their research, they said that they found that the police actually asked civilians to assist them in looking for evidence. So people Mm -hmm. who were just, like, coming because of the chaos, like moths to a flame when there's chaos, people are going to, like, rubberneck. But they were asking them, hey, help us walk around these woods and find evidence for this murder. Just
1: random people. Random
0: fucking civilians. Dude, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. but, so it's like, what if the suspect was one of those citizens and was like, ooh, this is my opportunity to find right. whatever, like, evidence I left behind. And, that's a
1: bold move, Cotton.
0: And chuck it somewhere where they're definitely not going to find it, you know? Soon after, I think they realized that they fucked up. Uh, they were like, what do we do to fix this? So, to attempt to correct their mistake, they called in soldiers to search for any missing items. But this just further contaminated oh, the scene.
1: Even better yeah uh,
0: so they just further fucked it up and so no items or evidence were found at all by anybody right. or were they because <laughs> it's like you never know who was in the uh, group searching and like what they found and what they did with it without telling anybody because right. nobody was logging anything right um, So did I mention I don't think I mentioned Oh yeah, I did that Nils was the only survivor um,
1: and a werewolf.
0: He, you think he's a werewolf? No. Oh. No. <laughs> like what? Um, so now we're going to go on to suspects because there's a couple.
1: Ooh.
0: Um, one, two, three, four suspects.
1: Okay, so the third suspect is the one who did it. I I'm had... just just off the rip. I'm just... I'm just.
0: But we, we, we still don't even know because it's still unsolved. So we're third really not going to have it. an answer to that. Case um, solved.
1: Third suspect did it.
0: <laughs> is that like a common thing? Or is that uh, like when you Christmas tree a, a test at school on the Scantron? No, and...
1: you do abacadabra. Abba, A-B-A-C-D-A. Abacadabra.
0: Wow. So, <laughs> as we said before, the tent was completely slashed and torn, covered in blood. Um, oh, wait, no, I just went back too far in my notes. <laughs> Suspects. Okay, here we go. Right here spot.
1: Here we go. Now you're doing it. Uh,
0: so the first suspect is Penty Soininen. Soynanen.
1: Okay, I'm going to nickname this one Pantyhose.
0: Pantyhose, okay. Pantyhose was 15 years old at the time of the murder. Um, He had already had a slew of violent crimes and property crimes under his belt at 15. Nope, he didn't Uh, do it. One time when he was in jail, he confessed to the murders, but the police didn't think that a 15-year-old could murder two other 15-year-olds plus two 18-year-old guys uh, without really having any type of, you know.
1: Nope, he's the loudest one. Nope, he didn't do it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> the loudest one. He was also described as a, as, a, as a psychotic character, especially under the influence of drugs and alcohol. So they think he was just talking shit and, and trying to get like street cred. okay. Uh, but in 1969, so nine years later after the murder, he hung himself at a prisoner transport station in Toyala.
1: toilet okay got it.
0: Yeah I don't know how to say that. Uh, the next one is Hans Ostman. literally spelled, Assman, double N.
1: All right, Assman, it is Assman,
0: but it's Osman, because uh, okay. he's German. He was a thirty-six-year-old German,
1: and toss. who
0: lived in Espoo, just a few miles away from the scene. Hans was a member of the KGB. Ooh, man. Uh, and once belonged to Luftwaffe.
1: Okay, so in my Lutwof. mind, in my mind, he's a good suspect. Luft,
0: Luftwaffe. I'm still on this
1: and Lufa, Lufa. I got it
0: uh, but Luft Luftwaffe, Lufa. i'm struggling uh was the aerial warfare branch of the german w- before <laughs> and during world war ii you're doing
1: great by the way <laughs> thank you great.
0: i'm trying um there was also a rumor that he was a prison guard at auschwitz during world war ii oh
1: well <laughs> um okay That
0: was a rumor but it was actually highly believed that it was true okay um
1: he is definitely a good suspect for
0: yeah. me. So Hans showed up at the Helsinki hospital the day after the murders. He was acting strange and his clothes seemed to have blood on them. Hmm. There was also a dark substance on his hands and under his fingernails.
1: Maybe he was making cherry paws. They
0: never tested the material on his shirt to see if it was blood or not. Well, you know. Because obviously back then they couldn't do any type of testing when it came to blood other than testing to make sure that it was blood. I think they could test between whether it was animal or human blood. And I think, I'm not sure, but at that point they might have been able to type it, like to see what type of like blood type it was, but they couldn't do any other testing with that blood. But know. they could have at least tested to see if it was even blood, or if it was like mud, or something, right? Like, mm-hmm. they didn't do anything with it. Um, so, who fucking knows why. But, um, they did say they were confident enough that they would testify to it that it was blood. They would testify in court that they thought it was blood. Um, they were attempting to treat his unknown ailment and he kept doing weird shit like uh, pretending to pass out he was being belligerent to staff um once the investi- initial investigation was going on they put they had put nils under uh, <laughs> I'm struggling today Dude. I'm struggling hard.
1: (laughs) Do you need more coffee or
0: something? I haven't had coffee. I have a refresher from Duncan, but it does have caffeine in it. Well, there's your problem. You need coffee. Well, I've only had a couple sips. Um, I got my coffee. Once the initial investigation was going on, they had put Nils under hypnosis to attempt to get a description of the suspect to create a composite sketch since he was the only survivor. They were like, okay, you're the one that could probably give us some sort of description. Osman looked exactly like the description they got from Nils. And I think I even have a picture here. I'm going to show you. And we'll put these in the notes too. I'll put these in the show notes.
1: Show me visual aids. I swear to God, if I see something inappropriate on this screen. No,
0: no, no. So that's the composite sketch. Ooh. And that's Hans Ostman. So they're pretty damn close. He looks
1: like a murderer.
0: Like same, like wrinkles in the forehead, same hair. Dude, he has definitely seen
1: some stuff. Look at this guy's face. Boogie
0: ass eyes
1: look at look at the t of his of his face right the forehead to the nose tip oh my gosh dude that is, that dude is wild he has seen some things
0: right so that i mean pretty it's pretty damn close
1: i'm telling you that's my good suspect right there but i'm telling you number three did it
0: i don't even know who number three is um and his clothing also matched the description given by the witnesses who saw that blonde man walking away from the campsite um and Hans had longish blonde hair, like the witness description, but he ended up cutting his hair the day after the description was released. All right. Yeah.
1: Dude, what a total mastermind. I
0: know, right? <laughs> doctor, again, I'm going to fuck this up. Okay, go for Jorma Pala, the doctor that saw him in the hospital, said he was convinced that he had found the guy from the reports and called the police. Mm-hmm. But... Police were like, "Yeah, I don't think he's the guy," and just fucking were like, "Eh, bye." Did I hear Pepper. <sighs> Sorry if you hear Shh. craziness going on in the background. Pepper, our cat is attacking the couch. Jeez. Pepper. Um. Anyway, yeah. So they dismiss him. They don't look further into him. Right. Um. They said he had an alibi that night, and his alibi was that he was off staying the night with his side chick. He was married, and nice. he was off with a side chick that night. Nice. The hostess said uh, of the hotel, I think that they were in, uh, said that she saw them around 9 a.m. when she woke them up for breakfast and coffee. Like, room service, I guess? I don't know. The hostess woke them up, uh, herself had woken up at 6 a.m., though, which leaves little to no time for him to commit the murders if they happened between 4 and 6 a.m., like the original report said. Right. That's, I mean, unless he did it right at 4 o'clock and was able to kill all four of them, and then, like...
1: I would think, as a member of the KGB, and he's a precise kind of guy
0: but this is the thing think about this timeline between 4 to 6 a.m
1: that's when the murders
0: that's when the murders happen okay then you have the hostess at the hotel up at 6 a.m right doesn't see anybody come in while she's up and then wakes them up at 9 a.m
1: right so here's a question so he's
0: not obviously not covered in blood he's obviously not dirty and then the next day or that morning goes to the hospital in a bunch of like bloody clothes.
1: Right. So here's my question is how far away is the murders from wherever him inside Chicago? I don't know. It's very possible.
0: I don't know. Uh but I guess he said that the red the red stains on his clothing were from drunken home decorating at a dr- uh, job site. So like painting.
1: Oh, I was like what does that even mean? While
0: he was Wasty pants
1: ain't nothing wrong with that
0: i mean not unless you're like a suspect for murder but
1: oh well that too um
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the uh dr paula wasn't convinced um and even decades later when he was writing books on the case he maintained that osman really was covered in blood and that the police made a fatal misstep in taking him at his word so there's that
1: Hey, did you murder somebody? Nah, it wasn't me, cuz. I right. was just
0: drunk and painting a house. Alright,
1: you must be right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Case solved.
0: So the next suspect.
1: <laughs> this is it, right here.
0: Is Carl Valdemar Gilstrom. Carl, Carl
1: Riesler.
0: <laughs> hey, Jimmy's man. Carl, <laughs> Carl was known in the community as the kiosk man.
1: Ooh, definitely Because he owned
0: and operated a stand nearby the campsite. Oh. But he was also basically the town villain. He lived only 800 meters away from the crime scene. His kiosk near Lake Bottom was frequented by campers. Oh, my God. I need to get a new mouth today. However, he was known for being very hostile towards them and even towards children. Witnesses claimed to have seen him cut down tents and throw rocks at campers and hikers. They even claimed that they saw him leave the murder scene, but then said that they were too afraid of him to alert the authorities. I read an excerpt that talked about how he shot a shotgun at young people who were driving a moped, quote, in his way. And another story tells of how, your face right now, another story tells of how he hid razor blades in apples because it was common for boys to steal apples from his car.
1: Okay, hold on a second. First of all, <laughs> I just want it to be known. Did you even tell me what exactly was in this before we even like started recording?
0: No, I didn't tell you a single thing except for it inspired the Friday the 13th murders. Correct.
1: So I have never Her even movie. heard or seen your thing for whatever we're reading right now, correct? Right. So am I right or am I right? About Number the third. About the third suspect. Come on, dude.
0: Let me let me keep going. C keep is going. always the answer. Let me keep going. Um good instinct. He allegedly made several confessions in which he displayed knowledge of the crime, both drunkenly and sober, though they were all ignored by police and written off as drunk talk. Oh, wow. He confessed up to four different times and even admitted to hiding the evidence in a well on his property. A few days later he was he was seen filling in the well, and police never dug it up because they didn't have enough to basically use as a search warrant um the motherfucker said he did it but they thought he was just drunk and being an ass because he's a drunken ass Uh, because of his alibi they did not have enough probable cause to investigate the well and his alibi was that his wife claimed that he had been in bed with her all night and couldn't have been the murderer just he was in bed with me i don't feel like that's a solid enough alibi he was in bed.
1: What, they were just Netflix and chilling? We're like, what? what?
0: <laughs> just saying that he was in bed sleeping with, like, in the bed with her all night. Yeah.
1: Um, He's married?
0: Yeah. To the Muffin Man? <laughs> However, years later, when his wife was on her deathbed, she admitted that he threatened to kill her if she told police the truth, and Come then on. she said that he was not home that night and that she knew he was the murderer. Come on. Come now, on. are you ready for this? Sure. In 1969, so nine years later, coincidentally and weirdly enough, like Penti Soinen, when he hung himself in 1969, right. he drowned himself in Lake Bottom. Wow. So, wow. they weren't able to ever collect any DNA from him before he killed himself.
1: What a smart dude.
0: Yeah. I mean...
1: That's like perfect. Like, there's fish there.
0: I feel like it's really hard to drown yourself.
1: Not if you use chicken wire. Wrap yourself up in chicken wire. Why? Put a weight on you.
0: Oh, the weight. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know the details of all that. But, um, yeah, I thought he sounded like a... <laughs> Hold on a
1: second. First of all, I don't want everybody to think that I'm like a murderer.
0: <laughs> no, but it makes sense because you have a natural reflect to not suck in water. Right. So there has to be something external or some other type of help to get yourself to drown because otherwise your reflexes are going to pull you back up to the surface unless you physically cannot go back up to the surface so that makes sense but i don't i just don't have any details on the actual like drowning of whatever but um so i feel like he's a really good suspect he's probably my number one
1: (laughs) dude yeah i told you he did it
0: um but we have our last suspect
1: all right let's hear it
0: the surviving victim himself nils Gustafsson. Hmm. 44 years after the murders in right. march of 2004 he was arrested
1: 2004
0: yeah right he was arrested for all the murders um everyone in finland was shocked because they never once thought that he was the or could have been the suspect right The Finnish National Bureau of Investigation said that they had new forensic analysis of a key piece of evidence, which were the shoes found 500 meters away from the campsite. Mm. It was found that his shoes uh, had the blood, because they were his shoes, Mm -hmm. it was found that his shoes had the blood of all three of the other victims on them but none of his. They said that who, uh, that this suggested that whoever committed the murders likely would have been wearing them at the time. This and some undisclosed new evidence led to this supposed narrative. That Mills got into it with his friends, possibly driven by alcohol and jealousy, Probably. was kicked out of the tent, and then lashed out in this incredibly vicious way. He spent 59 Pause. days.
1: So Mills and the other dude were the 18 year olds?
0: Yeah, both of the boys were 18, and then their girlfriends were 15. All right. Um, he spent 59 days in jail and then was released when the judge deemed him not to be a flight risk. The trial started 14 months later on August 4th, 2005, when Mills was 63 years old. His defense lawyer argued that due to the extent of his injuries, he would not have been physically able to brutally murder three other people. The prosecution argued that his injuries occurred at a different time than the others and that the only explanation of this and the lack of the blood on his shoes suggested that he committed the murders, faked the theft of the items by hiding them, further injured himself, and then walked back to the tent where he pretended to be unconscious, now barefoot. Which... I guess I could see that in a prosecution standpoint, but it just seems a little bit far-fetched, I think. I think they were
1: pulling at straws. Yeah.
0: Um, They used the birdwatcher sighting of the blonde man against him as well, saying he matched the description. And that when they saw him, he was uh, walking off to hide the evidence in the woods. Now, I also have a picture of the composite sketch versus Nils.
1: That's pretty good. So,
0: also still close, but I don't think it's close enough.
1: Oh, Nils! I thought you were saying Mills. No,
0: Nils. N i l s. Nils.
1: Like Henry Mills.
0: No, Nils. Okay. Um, but I I still think he looks a lot more like Carl.
1: I mean. Or uh. Not Carl. Not Carl. Uh, K G B dude.
0: Yeah. Uh, Hans. Hans. Um. <clears throat> but I mean, I feel like a lot of blonde guys in Finland probably look very similar. <laughs> I,
1: I don't know. I don't
0: know. Um, dude,
1: I'm Asian. I'm...
0: There's another... <laughs> I look
1: like every other Asian.
0: <laughs> this is another picture that was taken at their funerals. And this is the guy in the center here that they think is the same guy that um, matches this composite sketch. So,
1: so who is that dude?
0: They don't know. They're just saying he looks like the composite.
1: Oh. but That
0: he was attending the funeral.
1: Tilt the, tilt the screen down a little bit. So,
0: there. which I think he looks like the composite sketch too, with those For like sure. sunken in eyes. For sure. Um, but would also that would also I think lead us to believe that it's not Nils because it doesn't look anything like him, right. and I think Nils would probably would have been involved well, in some other Nils? way. Or
1: that, so that was the funeral day, mm-hmm. of the victims.
0: At, at a victims' funeral, I don't know if they were all together or if they did one at a time. Right. But it was so at one of the funerals.
1: What year is this?
0: That would have been 1960 after they died
1: but then nils nils would have been younger at that
0: exactly so So that's why i don't think it's nils um but let's keep going um let's see oh a random report from another witness comes out around the time of the trial of a woman who was another uh camper near the group she claimed that nils and seppo had wandered off alone that they were obviously drunk and that nils was trying to fight seppo was the other guy mm-hmm. this claim didn't really go anywhere but the prosecution did try to use it to their advantage another claim of a motive was that nils had made sexual advances on his girlfriend myla um the one that ended up with the most injuries and that she turned him down and then he became belligerent kicked them or when he became belligerent they kicked him out of the tent and then he attacked them those are some other i
1: don't, I don't he's not a suspect to me
0: yeah, I don't really think so either. Um, The defense continued to assert that he just was too injured to have either committed the murders or to have even given himself his injuries. Reportedly, he had a gaping hole in his face from the stab to his forehead, a crack on the back of his skull, and a medical witness took to the stand to say, mate, there was literally brain juice dripping out his nose. I don't know what accent that was. <coughs> but...
1: It was almost like a mix between English and Australian. I don't know. Whatever
0: fin- Finnish people sound like. But they not basically like that. shut up. There were <laughs> he's like, Yeah, there was brain juice stripping out his nose. Like there's no way he could have inflicted this on himself or if it were like after the fact, like he couldn't have injured other people the way that he way that the murderer did. Right. And he could not do that to himself. Correct. Like a crack on the back of his skull and then brain juice coming out of <laughs> On top of this, his broken jaw and breaks in his facial bones matched those of the other victims, meaning they were likely done with the same technique, same weapon, and from the same angle. More blood evidence showed that Nils's blood was also inside the tent and that his clothing was also weirdly absent of any blood spatter, just like his shoes. So how would have his blood have gotten inside the tent if he had attacked them all from outside the tent, if he were the suspect? His blood would not have been inside the tent.
1: Dude, that's what I'm saying. These prosecutors, like...
0: Yeah, it's, a, it's they bad. They were pulling at straws. Yeah. Also, if Nils had disposed of murder weapons and other evidence, why wouldn't he have just gotten rid of his shoes at the same time?
1: That's what I'm saying. Like,
0: come why on. Why would he just leave them for other people to find later right. on? So, after all of this, Nils Gustafsson was acquitted of all charges by Judge Lama Heiki Mikola. The jury found there simply wasn't enough evidence for to First prove of he was all. guilty said llama l-a-m-a
1: oh 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 well yes i was thinking llama but i was thinking like
0: no judge llama haki mikula i
1: thought there was a double l sorry (laughs) no no double l just one l -L 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 -L
0: nils filed another court case seeking compensation for his imprisonment winning just under forty-five thousand euros
1: that's a lot of money
0: yeah um still not enough i don't think to be like arrested for murder when you're not guilty but uh, since the case remains unsolved to this day, the Lake Bottom killer has become kind of like a boogeyman in Finland. Parents warn their children to be on their best behavior. Otherwise, they too could fall victim to the Phantom Lake Bottom murder, a, quote, supernatural figure who attacks unruly children from the shadows, unquote. Damn. Like, that's a little fucked up. I feel I'm like you shouldn't, you, like, three. traumatize three is your kids. the best one. I personally think Carl Jillstrom... Carl was the murderer. I just think...
1: Dude, look. He's already known to be an asshole. He does... He like does, a
0: mega asshole. Like yeah. he would throw rocks at children just because they were walking by.
1: Right. And then he was... What? Like a, a, a tenant of the park or whatever it is? He
0: ran a kiosk.
1: Right. A kiosk yeah. near the park. He He was there 800 meters away from the crime scene. Yeah. Right? He's known to throw rocks at children, which okay
0: and put razor blades in apples so that children can bite into fucking razor blades
1: right it was just a super mcbitch yeah like super mcbitch and mcasshole yeah and then you get a Mc, mcthunder jerk
0: there was a um
1: tells them over and over again that he did it put the weapons in the well scene filling the well mhm wife was like dude he did it he was gonna kill me if I said anything.
0: Yeah, there is a... Uh, I'm looking it up here. I don't know
1: if... I don't know if... I don't know of a company that can make a big, huge arrow that points at somebody that says that I did it. Yeah. But if they could make that, they would make a killing. No pun intended.
0: There is a, a man... Uh, his name is... Ulf? Oh, God. Johansson. Ulf. And he wrote... A bunch of books, apparently, on how he thinks that Carl was the suspect.
1: Dude, I haven't read any of the books. This is my first time hearing the story. I know he did it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) There's a quote here. It says, The kiosk man held the village in a grip of horror. The risk of reprisals... Reprisals? Reprisals? Was considered to be great. They wanted to protect themselves and their children. Like, he was just such an asshole that the entire town was fucking scared to death of him
1: and then he was considered the town villain
0: yeah yeah. because everybody was just like they didn't want to yeah. go anywhere near him because oh, he would on. just throw rocks at people like riding their bikes by and like <laughs> well, I mean he operated a fucking kiosk right by a campsite but supposedly hated campers like campers were his
1: okay what kind of kiosk was this was this just I don't like know. a I mean, fruit a... stand or something
0: so, well he had apples so I mean, something, something like that yeah, maybe but like he singled out most of the time he singled out campers specifically he just fucking hated campers mm. so why run a kiosk by the one thing you hate the most go to a fucking like town village square
1: yeah fuck them campers like what i'm is, I gonna go understand. set up a fruit stand right by them so i can throw rocks
0: but his book is called the legend of bottom of course that's in english In in finnish i don't know how to say it do it legend in bodum
1: I'm not gonna lie, that sounded pretty impressive. Was it really good? No, no. Oh at all.
0: damn. Okay. Well, you know, the legend of Bob. he sounded
1: like I can't not read good.
0: Well, you know what? I'm trying. Okay. Uh, but he, this guy, apparently grew up in the area too, and was one of the children
1: that he got rocks thrown
0: at. I don't think he. Could, I don't think he actually got rocks thrown at him, but he was it in is the that area. Wolf, here's um, a big old rock for you. And he just he he remembers the fear of being around that man. Jeez. So he wrote all kinds of books about like his experiences and like just the citizens of the area and their experiences with I this wonder guy. Wondering
1: what made, it, made Carl so grumpy.
0: I don't know. I yeah, that I feel like that'd be a whole other story for another day. Um, huh. I guess it says we're right here in another Carl. quote that says no Espoo resident or local would have camped in that place. The residents of Orst knew that the kiosk man cuts down the tent cord so that if the tent so that the tent falls down laughs out loud and leaves the place. This is what the kiosk man always did if someone dared to set up a tent on his site. He thought he was the boss at the place and chased away anyone who came there to camp.
1: See, see what I told you? Yeah. It's some, so, like I was saying, it was like probably some homeless dude that was upset that they were near his site or whatever, like they he he claimed the spot. Dude is Carl, bro.
0: Yeah, and I guess I guess they called him Valu um like a nickname off of his middle name. His middle name was Valdemar.
1: Hmm.
0: Um so this other quote says like several other course back a residence valu was also mentally disturbed during the war he was admitted to a mental hospital until his medical certificates from the army become public in 2019 when he has been dead for 50 years one can only speculate about his illness so now it's after 2019 so i'm wondering if we could find that Uh. see if there's any reports on like mental um illnesses Uh, but the symptoms were vehemence and headstrong ferocity interspersed with calm balanced periods when he could be friendly and manipulative which is true of psychopathic traits so it'd be interesting to try to find some reports of any possible like mental illnesses that he had Hmm. um but uh yeah it i i i don't know i think that's a pretty strong uh possibility here even though this composite sketch of hans looks literally exactly like or the composite sketch looks literally okay exactly
1: so who, like oh, going back who who was the one that asked about the composite sketch like who did they who did the sketch artist ask
0: nils they put him under hypnosis okay and he described it while he was under hypnosis and they were, they drew this and then they also um put one of the uh witnesses the ones that saw the blonde man walking away they put them under hypnosis as well i think it was like a younger boy mm-hmm. um and so putting those two descriptions together, they were similar, and they kind of came up with something like this. Okay,
1: so do you have a you have a picture of Hans? Do you have a picture of Nils? I
0: could not find. I will try to look again. I could not find a picture of Carl.
1: I bet you it's freaking Carl.
0: I, yeah. I'm going to try to see and if I can again. And I bet you it was frickin'
1: Carl at the victim's funeral.
0: See, I found this one, but it's really hard to see, and I don't know if it's like how accurate this is or if it's a different Carl, but mm. that's supposedly him. I mean... His eyes are similar. His nose is similar. Right. But I don't... I mean, it looks like he possibly... I mean, it's a black and white photo. It looks like he possibly could have darker hair. Right. But, um, again, I'll put all these pictures on the notes so you guys can see what we're talking about, see what we're looking at. Um. But, yeah, I still think it's a pretty decent uh, possibility that, that this guy was... Possibility? So. That's like... Yeah, 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 I know. Um, this is the tent, also. Right. This is the tent. So apparently, it wasn't all the way collapsed. Um, oh, dang, it but, has a lean too. So they were on top of like the bottom portion, of the ones that were found outside the oh, tent. Gotcha. They were like on top of like the bottom portion that was like along the right, right. the ground. So. Hmm. But yeah, so that is the story of the unsolved. Lake Bottom Murders in Finland.
1: Yeah, what a wild story!
0: Crazy, right?
1: I solved it in five minutes.
0: <laughs> Maybe you should go in your time machine and go back to 1960. Yeah, where they didn't What's like up, Finnish people. Where they didn't I know, like brown Asian, people but... they wouldn't listen to you because you're Asian and brown. And yeah, brown. Um, Plus, I don't
1: know the language. What language do they speak Finnish. in Finland? Finnish. I know, but like
0: it's called Finnish. Okay. It's not like Russian or German or what it's literally called Finnish because they're in Finland. All right. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just, um,
1: just all right. <laughs>
0: but yeah, I mean, pretty sad, I think. I mean, these kids just wanted to just go and like look at the stars and have a nice evening camping out and then what if we be at right the stars. That was beautiful. Thanks. That was really, really... I
1: practice twice in the mirror every day.
0: Do you? No. Sounds like it. (laughs) Sounds like it.
1: Oh my gosh. I got two little quick spooks for you. Do you? Okay, let's hear it. So, um, this one is like a really cool kind of spooky cop story. Okay. Right? So, um, Sergeant Paul Jacobs... I think that's a soft J as well. Jacobs. Jacobs. Um, soft J. <laughs> <laughs> this, was, this was when he was a sergeant back in the day. And he says, I was a sergeant working overtime at the graveyard. Mm. And I now, uh, I guess the graveyard was their like substation.
0: Ooh. Right. That's cool. So
1: the graveyard was their substation and everything. So it was his lunch break and he heard someone open the door at the other end of the substation and heard footsteps. Mm. So I had the he had the light um off in the office because the hallway lights lit up the the room
0: mm-hmm. just
1: as good. Mm-hmm. Right? So he saw someone in the door and when he turned to look it was a shadow figure standing in the doorway as if to say yeah, what up, Sarge? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And it wasn't like he saw something out of the corner. Man. Yeah. He wasn't like he saw something out of the corner of his eye. Like he, he was looked
0: looking at it. He
1: looked at that motherfucker. Yeah. And um and he was there for it was there for a couple of seconds and then it went on towards the lieutenant's mm. office. Dude, that's cool. A substation having a sergeant's office, a lieutenant's office, and then whatever else. Right. But anyway, later on, uh he met up with the guys um i think there was like five or six on his squad and asked them if they had ever experienced anything strange at the substation and they responded that's literally why we don't come back until the sun comes up oh. <laughs> so he found so out So there's
0: like more than this happening oh yeah. yeah oh yeah
1: so he found out about the other experiences that others had had and it was similar and uh He still he was still kind of skeptic of what he saw, but Mm -hmm. he really can't explain what he saw. So that was like a little quick story.
0: Ooh, Shadow Man! First of all, who
1: decided that a substation should be at a graveyard?
0: I mean, I feel like you're just asking for trouble because, like, I'm sure. I mean, I don't know this for sure, but I feel like I feel like a cop. Like, a police station, especially in that area, would attract a lot of spiritual activity. And I don't know why. Like, obviously, like, I don't know. Maybe they're mad that they didn't get help before they died. Or maybe they're mad because their murder suspect was never found. Or right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like there could be a lot of opportunities for them to be, like, super salty yeah, against, like, cops. like,
1: what the like, flag? What the flag, bruh?
0: Like, this case. Yeah. So the cops were just like And then hey, second everybody. like
1: right first of all why is there a substation at the
0: I mean I would take that job.
1: Graveyard. <laughs> I know you would. I
0: would take that job.
1: You're weirdo. <laughs> and then two like which ghost was it in the graveyard that was just like, "Yo, what up, Sarge?" And then just like left.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was just checking in on to like, make sure I that feel they're like that would've their- been me. <laughs> yeah. "Yo, what up, Sarge?" They're just like, "Hey, I just want to make sure that you good, you Gucci, you doing your job." fine yeah. yeah
1: what you eating can i let me get them yeah. scraps
0: right do you need a coffee you need a donut i got you boo
1: that's why do you have this they're not donuts they're power rings power rings, power rings. i like that yeah so and segueing from like creepy spirit mm-hmm. shadowy figure things into another story yeah this one's a little bit not long but it has a little bit more detail into this one okay so <clears throat> This guy's name is Troy, and he's a dispatcher. Oh, okay. So, Troy is brand new to the game. Mm -hmm. Like, probably maybe two to three months on the job. Yeah. Like, brand, brand new.
0: Okay.
1: Fresh boot, right? So, he gets a call, and when he answers the phone, Hey, 911, where where are you located? Whatever you guys say. Where is your emergency? Where is your emergency? There you go. Quick thing. (laughs) Alicia is a disp was was. A, disp- was a dispatcher, and so if you ever talk to her, please say so. Nine one one. What's your emergency? No. Say that to her. No, please. don't say
0: that because don't. that's not the first question. <laughs> the first question is where. Yeah. Continue. So
1: anyway, so he says nine one one. Where's your emergency at? And the response is in like a weird whispery. Kind of like dying-ish voice, mm. please help. So Ooh. it's like, please help. Oh, God. Help me. Yeah. Right? Kind of deal. Spook. So they say please help twice, phone hangs up. What's the protocol? Call back. Call it back, right? Yeah. They call it back, uh, or Troy calls it back, and the phone doesn't work at all. Oh. It's like a deadline. Right. So... Uh, he dispatches it out. The officers go out and find out that it's a vacant house. Mm -hmm. No one lives there. So, I guess they went there, looked through some windows, and the house is empty. Whatever. So, a couple of... uh, While they're there, they're like, you know, making sure, hey, is this the right house? Are you sure you're sending me to the right house? Blah, blah, blah. Yes, sure. This is the location that it's coming from. This is the call. Blah, blah, blah. So, uh, he had a couple buddies that were Cops and while he was dispatching, they all call in, start busting shops. Like, dude, why are you sending me to this house? Like, like, wow, what are you, an idiot, or something like that? I don't know. They're just busting shops, right? Like,
0: there's nobody here,
1: right? So a few hours later, same call, same caller, Mm. like same voice, same address, yeah, right. Please help, please help, right? Right? Hangs up again, right? So, few seconds later, after the hang-up, the other dispatcher in the room gets the same call, Ooh. same caller, same voice, same address, and hangs up again, right? So, they dispatch it out. The officers arrive on scene. This time, the, the front door is open.
0: Ooh. Right? And it was closed before? It
1: was all locked up before, Ooh. right? Mm. So, the door's open this time. Um, they're like, obviously they're like, okay, hold on. Something's going on here. They, they kind of get all set up, ready to go. And they clear the house. Again, no one is in the room. Right. Or nobody's in the house. Right. So they close the door, lock it up and everything. Boom. 1098. Boom. Done. Right. So by this time, it's getting towards the end of Troy's shift. Mm Mm-hmm. And another, and this is, like, another hour, like, an hour later, that's when his shift's uh, ending, right? Right. So the hour goes by, and the same thing happens again.
0: Oh, my God.
1: So same call, same same caller, blah, 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 everything. Everything. Yeah. By this time, the night sergeant had just logged on and hears this call as he walks into the dispatch room, or dispatch center. Right because he was going in to say hey what's up guys blah 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 Yeah, right he's the he's been there for like forever like mm-hmm. he's one of the old salty sergeants there um but he knows everything about the town knows everything about the police station right. and like every everybody knows him um so he hears the call as he's walking in and uh he kind of he, troy hears him kind of chuckle and he says hey that house don't worry about it you'll get those and oh. Troy, again, he's two to three months so on. He's, he has no he idea. He has no idea what the heck he's yeah. talking about, right? So he's, like, in shock and, like, in his curiosity. He's, like, what, what do you mean?
0: Yeah. Don't worry about
1: this. I'm like, there's, there's something going on here. Yeah. So the sergeant says the house was owned forever ago by a daughter whose mother had lung cancer.
0: <gasps>
1: and then the next question was how many times did she call today?
0: Oh my God! Does she like call like a certain amount of time? Right. Like times in one night.
1: Right. So, uh, Troy showed him the call log, and he went, and then the sergeant went to his office. Okay. Oh. Sergeant comes back. He had grabbed an old school physical book log.
0: Oh my God!
1: Right, and it had a lot of tabs. Oh. A lot of. Bunch tabs. of calls right so uh, it's like basically an old di- instead of like having it on the computer right it had like the dispatch physical book log of like handwritten stuff oh like old school
0: from like when the lady was alive i'll get to that okay
1: so the book had numerous uh tabs in it like it, it had been tabbed and everything like yeah. a whole bunch of them right the book had numerous calls from this house Right. Mhm. And he pointed to the very first one. He said this was the very first one that we got a call from this house. Okay. Like two dates. This is the very first right. one. Right. Um Uh I'm sorry. Uh he said it it was the day she died. Oh. And doing some research, I found out that she had died 2 hours before this first call.
0: Oh.
1: Right? Here is Oof. the ending of this story. Okay. And you're going to be, and this is why I brought this story up. Oh, God. The call was stamped at 413. Okay. On September 13th, 1907. September 13th, 1907 was Friday the 13th.
0: When she died?
1: When she died. Oh. And it's funny that it was at 413 because it sounds like Friday the 13th.
0: That's weird. So did she call a certain amount of times a night or was it no, just like it's just, Oh, he it's was just, just wondering how many times she had called. Right. Right. Does it only happen on Friday the 13th? Or does it just happen like randomly no, throughout? No, it was
1: just randomly oh, okay. like throughout oh, like Oh, that's
0: the, spooky. The
1: week or the month or whatever it is. I didn't do too much research yeah. into the spooky yeah, yeah, yeah. story but it was pretty cool oh
0: my gosh yeah so oh, yeah. like right after she died she just was like uh help yeah when I read it <gasps> but then that means that's so sad that means she's like stuck in limbo somewhere right still with her lung cancer trying to call for help
1: yeah so that and that's why I thought this was not was so interesting because when I read the end and I was like September 13th 1907 I looked it up yeah it is Friday the 13th
0: oh shit
1: it is Friday the 13th in ooh 1907. spooky
0: spooky ooh yep oh my god
1: so that's why I, I like that one yeah and it was at like Four thirteen. That sounds like Friday. You right? Yeah. I was like, "Come on now."
0: That's weird. Spooky. That's really weird. Do you know if the house had been abandoned since the, she died?
1: I think there were like a couple of people who owned it before, oh, okay. and then it's a smaller town and yeah. a smaller agency, so it's it's probably been passed on a couple of times bank foreclosures and then it just sat for a while i think this time at this time this this was when it was one of those like bank foreclosure and it was Mm. just there wow so it was pretty interesting yeah
0: that's spooky i like it but yeah
1: friday the 13th 1907
0: nice wow i think that was a very successful first uh episode and friday the 13th spooks i like it that was pretty good,
1: dude. Uh, I would, I would definitely call in
0: when you die.
1: Yeah, help! I'm stuck under the mattress.
0: Ooh, that's okay. <laughs> Ooh, that reminds me of another case. A really sad case. I don't think I can ever do that one. Oh, Maddie Clifton.
1: I don't know that one. Oh,
0: that's a. It's a kid. That's um, why I, I don't know if I. i'm Weird about kid stuff. Yeah, but. Uh, all right, I think that's it for today. Do you want to end with anything uh, extra goofy today?
1: I don't have anything goofy. It's just me. This I'm is a you, goofy man. Okay. All
0: right. I well, really liked
1: your story, though. I liked your thanks. your murder mystery thing. I, d-
0: I worked hard on it.
1: It's not, it's not realistically unsolved. I know who did it.
0: Well, I think I think I think everybody kind of has an idea, but technically there was nothing like to physically link him just because they were shitty cops. And didn't you know do the right type of a crime scene? Sixties man, it
1: was so different. I
0: know, but even then, you know they're supposed to cordon off crime scenes and not ask civilians to help you look for evidence. There are things
1: called common sense, but
0: I'm pretty sure that in the 60s they were not and they knew they were not supposed to ask fucking Joe Schmo to help them look for evidence what
1: you're not supposed to do that
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying I'm pretty sure that was a common thing then still
1: Dang. hey sir that I don't know can you like collect bullets for me on the ground yeah
0: like that's just <laughs> yeah Mm-mm. I think I, I'm don't pretty sure everybody do that don't wear gloves don't, yeah, don't, wear, don't wear gloves if you pick it up just put it in your pocket yeah, bring it over it. yeah but alright well again uh, we would love to hear uh, everybody else's stories that you guys have, so you can email those to spooksandgoofspod at gmail dot com. You can follow us on Instagram at spooksandgoofspodcast. podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I should work on some of my impersonations Dude, to do on here. That was really good. It was I good, thought right?
1: It was Ariana Grande. One
0: day I'll do my Britney Spears impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. Um, and hopefully we'll have a like a Facebook group or something else on social to um for you guys to follow. maybe we should do tiktok should we do tiktoks if you want we'll see we'll look into that but um until next time stay spooky get goofy and we'll see you later.
1: later Bye.